Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Just want to circle back. We got a text from somebody saying that Dave Pagnota had said uh, possibly Ivan Provorov in Edmonton. To me, it made no sense. Uh, yeah, zero sense and zero chance. That's all I'm going to say. Figure it out. I mean, you got nine point. Was it 9.25 on Darnell, 6 million on Eckholm? You got Kulak at 2.75. He doesn't uh, penalty kill, nor is he on the power play. You have Broberg coming. You don't need another expensive left shot D. That, I'm, I don't even, and, and I don't want, again, it was a texter inferring that that's what Dave Pagnota had said. Maybe that was the case, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I just, it makes zero sense. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. You can tell Chris and Chef Eltaf and Brendan that Oilers now sent you Roos Chris, the 99th Roos Chris, uh, open up at 9990 uh, Jasper Avenue. You can let them know they're open Monday or Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close, open 4 o'clock on Oilers game days like tomorrow. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, we join the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL draft. He started Octagon's player agency before becoming a general manager for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He worked for the NHL Network for several years and uh, does a lot of consulting. Uh, and he is brought to you by Wow Factor Desserts. It's a month full of love, and Wow Factor Desserts is here to make it even sweeter. Visit wowfactordesserts.com and let the indulgence begin. Hello. How are you doing there, Brian Lawton? Doing fantastic, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, well, we talked about a lot of things in uh, in the first half hour of the show, Brandon and myself. And one of the things we discussed, uh, you know, Bouchard made made such an obvious glaring read on the second LA Kings goal, but he stayed in the game and bounced back, and uh, you know, set up the two two goal in the power play with a smart slap pass, and then bombed home the game winner three uh, two. And we just thought, you know, is Paul Coffey... Paul, I, I think I relate the story to you, Brian. Paul went to sit down with the defense the first time, and he said there's two things, and the guys are kind of looking at him and goes, number one, you guys are going to sit together in the dressing room. You're not going to be spread out all over the dressing room. D, sit with D. And number two, he said, just so you know, I want you making plays. And they're kind of looking at him, and he goes, and I made more mistakes than any defenseman in, in NHL history. So after you make a mistake, I want you to get right back out there and make another play. And uh, certainly a refreshing perspective, and I think one that works well with Evan Bouchard, who maybe doesn't always play with the greatest defensive urgency, 
but the good often outweighs the bad. Your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts on what you just said. First off, I love that the D should always, because I agree with Paul, and this is a little bit of our era when we played, always have your D together. Now, you could say that's for camaraderie, but it's really also for communication, and I think that's critical. So I love that. In terms of Evan Bouchard, yes, he made a horrible mistake, but you have to remember this is part of the reason you know, when Dave Tippett was there, he worked so hard on creating metrics to reward all players on the team equally for the good things they do. And you'd get demerits essentially for the bad things, but they wouldn't because they looked terrible, as it did for Bouchard. It's a correctable mistake. You don't have to coach the way that players used to be coached, which is that would be it. You would no longer play in the game. I could name a host of very popular, well-known, uh, highly regarded coaches that would have just pulled them out of the game. And to me, I always thought that was as stupid as stupid could be in terms of how to treat a player. It's a mistake. It's a mistake that you want the player to correct, and yet the best chance for the Edmonton Oilers would not be to remove Evan Bouchard from that game after that mistake. And that was borne out, and that's why you don't do it. But you do spend a lot of extra time going over it. I don't think you need to embarrass players in front of their teammates the way it was done quite often back in the day and still by some coaches in the league today. I think you treat people with dignity and respect, and you get a lot more out of them. Um, For me, Evan Bouchard is an elite defenseman in this league. But, yes, just like the coaches – that were there previously and are there now, you always want more out of him. Yeah. But he is a young player, and it is a process, Bob. And I like what they're doing, to be honest with you. Well, you know, it's funny because you and me would talk off air. Dave Tippett's a good friend of yours. Jim Playfair ran the defense. And as you know, I did not like that both Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear played ahead of Ethan or out of ahead of Evan Bouchard. I I never thought like I thought Bear could probably be a four. Probably a four, and I thought Caleb was a third-pairing guy. And you can make the argument, no, Bob, you're wrong. Bouchard wasn't just ready. But I thought they should have, especially in that Canadian division year, down the stretch when it was clear they were going to come in second spot in the Canadian division, I thought they should have deployed Bouchard more in the uh, give him a lot more minutes in the final 12 to 15 games that year. And and I had those, as you know, I had those conversations with Dave. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the irony is, I remember thinking, you know, he is represented by Jeff Jackson, who's also got Connor McDavid. Now, did I think in 2021 that Jeff Jackson would be running the organization less than, uh, you know, two and a half years later? Uh, I thought it might be a possibility, to be honest with you, but I wasn't sure. Uh, but but say that, you know what I mean? Like, we did, do you remember the conversations? We'd, we'd had conversations on this show about Bouchard and, and him not playing. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Uh, that's exactly correct. And you know where I stood on that. Uh, I didn't agree, but that's not my call. Dave Tippett, right. very good friend. We, we talk hockey all the time. Dave had tremendous respect for his assistants. I think he gave too much power to Jim on that, yep. too much yep. leeway. I think, you know, as the leader of the band, ultimately, you got to trust the people you're working with. But if you see something that you think is not helpful, you've got to correct it, even if it hurts one of your assistant coaches. Uh, in that particular case, there was a little bit of an old school mentality, in my opinion, of you got to make them earn it, you got to let them earn it. What I objected to, to be honest with you, is that the league is different. And most of these kids that are or have the potential to be elite players, they're going to spend more time today in today's game learning on the job, which is a nice way of saying you're going to make some mistakes that are really going to irritate the coaches, but you got to stick with them because you could see Evan Bouchard his days in London how elite and how special things he could do. And now, uh, you know, every time he shoots the puck, I think it has a chance to go in the net. Lots of D have good shots in this league, but Evan's shot is special. And you're seeing that, and that's why you stick with and give more chances to guys like him. Even though it's not exactly equal, players on the roster can accept it as fair as long as you don't give them a complete pass on everything. Right, right. We're joined by Brian Lawton for a while, Factor Dessert. So, so Brian, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting one, right? Because I mean, he's on a two-year deal at three point nine. He's tied for the league leading goals with fifteen by defenseman with Mackenzie Weger of the Flames. Realistically, if he's healthy for an entire year and he's on the Oilers' power play, he's probably a twenty-goal, seventy-five-point guy each season at four million bucks which means he's going to massively outperform those numbers. And the guy, and I've used the uh, the Larry Murphy reference. Oh, it reminds me of Larry Murphy. Dave Tippett used to say that all the time. It reminds me of Larry Murphy. People go, oh, Larry Murphy wasn't that great. Larry Murphy, Brian, played 1,600 games in the NHL and had 1,200 career points. He was a pretty good defenseman. Yeah, he was a really great defenseman, better than pretty good, to have that kind of longevity, the numbers he put up. Yes, this was back in the day when one mistake that led to a goal, not unlike the last mistake that Evan made, could really turn a fan base against you. Because the coaches publicly would go out and lambaste the guy for that. And sometimes it really used to bother me as a young player because people immediately would defer to, well, he just doesn't care. Evan Bouchard cares as much as any other player on the Edmonton Oilers, just like I did and other players did, that people would say this about, oh, they just don't care enough. They're just not tough enough. None of those things are true. Evan Bouchard has the capability to be a massive difference maker for the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs when they will need him most. But uh, you've just you got to be more current on what's going on, what's going on in the league, yeah. especially the psychology of players. Yeah, well, they got something with him. It's funny you talk about, you know, like I remember Alish Hemsky having this conversation in the mid-2000s. Alish Hemsky had a huge set on him, man. He attacked the net hard with the puck. That took courage. He was five foot ten and 170 pounds soaking wet, but he took it hard to the hole, 
And when when the you know when when the Oilers needed him most against Detroit in Game Six of that series, he was the guy that elevated in the third period. Uh, you know, Pisani got two, and Hemsky got two, and it was Hemsky that was involved in the third and fourth goals that won the game. That massive upset. I, I used to hear from me, ah, Hemsky's not that tough. That is tough. Having the courage and the conviction to take it to the net, knowing you're going to eat, especially back in 06, you were still getting cross-checked in the face when you did that. A different time, but it has a little bit with courage. Now, the owners have some veterans that I'm betting on. First of all, the best players, would you agree with this, Brian? They're their own harshest critics. I 100% agree with that. I, I can't say I never played, a play, never played with a player that didn't, care maybe as much as you would want but for the most part I just felt like players were really singled out. Paul Coffey himself was singled out for not caring about defense all he did is win championships delivering what his special talent was offensively so I think the whole thing's been miscast. It's great to see people now are more open minded Uh, what's really great is when you get a coach like Chris Knobloch that recognizes it and takes the time to work with players to elevate their game enough in the areas that they're deficient. So you just don't end up working on just what you're good at, but you actually work on the things that you know you can improve on. Evan has a great partner right now in Echo that really covers for him quite a bit. But at the end of the day, Evan Bouchard should be able to carry his own lunch defensively. And I think he's well on his way to being able to do that right now. You mentioned Matthias Ekholm. Ken Holland had not made a blockbuster deal in 15 years before last year's deadline. And it was in the second last day, right? It was the day before the deadline, and he hit the home run. I mean, Matthias Ekholm, Brian, is plus 49 as a member of the Edmonton Oilers since coming over in that trade. It's been a good trade. Uh, I don't know if Ken's going to be able to make that impactful of a trade, but if he makes a trade for you, where does he need to target? I think he needs to go back for one more top four D. I, I keep saying it. I I know what's said publicly. It's just my view of the game. I think it's the biggest difference maker for the club. I think it helps the goalies and it helps the forwards. Two other areas that you'd like to get to work on. Every general manager has a list of areas they want to want to improve. And even though you'll create an in-order list in terms of what your top priority is, you don't always get to select that. You've got to take a look, and nobody takes more of a look than Ken Holland at what the market provides. And that will guide you to some respect, but uh, in my opinion, the top priority for the Oilers should still be a D. I have spoken to many people in other organizations that look at Edmonton and think it should be another top six forward. Some think it's a little more size or depth in the bottom six. Some think a backup goalie. But for me, that's where I stand. That's why you have a hockey operations department, so you can have these types of open discussion behind closed doors. And then the operations department puts its best foot forward, and you come up with what you can. And a lot of that has to do with, and no one likes to hear this, but a lot of that has to do with what the market will give up. So far, everybody's been ridiculous in their prices. Definitely slowed things down. Yeah. Uh, so, 
The Oilers have Nurse and Ekholm on the left side, and they have Bouchard on the right side. Those guys aren't going anywhere. So you're are you targeting CeCe? That would be the positional upgrade you're looking for? For me, it would be one more guy to slide in that top four. And to me, he's the number four D on the club. Okay. Okay, there you go. I'm going to ask you about a player you see a lot that's a pending UFA. And we did have Bill Guerin on the show last Friday. You know where I'm going with this. He's a hard-nosed guy. He had 122 penalty minutes a couple of years ago. Uh, and I want to keep Dylan Holloway in the lineup. And in my mind, the orders, like when they have, uh, you know, McDavid on one line and McLeod on another line and Holloway on another line, they have some speed. I'd like them to get a little bit more speed. I want to ask you about Brendan Duhame. Tell me about this player and educate our listeners. Uh, to me, he's a guy that the league doesn't really know as well as they should. He does a lot of things that help you win. He's not a big scorer. He's not a super big guy. But he just plays so hard every night that there's a lot to like in his game. It, it, in the playoffs, this is the type of player that's going to go a long way for a team. Um, the Minnesota Wild have a little bit of an issue there, in my opinion, because they have some severe salary cap issues for another year, and he is a pending UFA that if he had arbitration, he would be able to command a lot more money than his current, I think he's at 1.2 salary. Um, that's, that's good news when you're an RFA, but he's a UFA, and that doesn't mean he'll get it. But my suspicion is that um, it would be tough for the Minnesota Wild to re-sign him right now without letting him go through the process. So, therefore, he is a player that would certainly be on their list, depending on how they play in these next few games, to try to figure out how to best maximize this asset. He is fast, is he not? He skates well, plays really hard. Um there's just there's nothing not to like about his game. He's just a guy that flies a little bit under the radar because he doesn't put up a lot of points. But anybody that you talk to, and I'm going to go into the wild game after this interview here against her against the Hurricanes, is going to not love Brandon who Duhane, but they're going to want him on their team because he's just one of those players. He moves well, finishes every check complete agitator. Uh, He is a really valuable player, in my opinion. Uh, I think he's capable at times of giving you some shifts in a third-line role. But if you have him on your fourth line, you can really roll your lines. And as I've watched Edmonton struggle a little bit through some of their, their games recently, Bob, the thing that really in my opinion, has thrown them off is when they chase games, they overuse their star players, and they end up removing some of their bottom six forwards in particular, and sometimes their third pair totally, which ends up just putting too much pressure on their top guys to have to get it done. And uh, it's an issue if you go back and look at the minutes, particularly against, like, Minnesota a game where Edmonton really dominated Minnesota, but they were so top-heavy that night, it was tough for the top guys to have that extra juice they needed to claw back and tie that game up. So um, having more confidence or players like Brandon Duhame, uh, 
allows you to roll four lines more consistently. And guess what? The team that beat them last year, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're going to roll four lines in the playoffs. Great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight, Brian. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. You bet. We'll come back with the Oilers Now injury report. You're listening to Oilers Now. We're going to talk about this with Rob Brown coming up. It's uh, 5.56 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott is with us. Brendan, is Connor passing too much? Or do you defer to the guy who's been the highest scoring player in the league since he came into the league? Because what's he on right now? Like a ridiculous, is he up to eight games now? He's got 19 points on an eight-game point streak. It's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down there. He's up to, what, 10 games now without a goal? But, uh, I mean, if they hadn't scored on the play, I guess I can see the argument. I don't know. I, I also tend to, to side with a guy who's putting up points at a, a pace that we I never thought I would see anything like this. I mean, when you're talking consistently about someone in the same conversation as Wayne, uh, Mario, Bobby Orr, etc., this is, is unbelievable. So I'll defer to him. All right, there we go. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We can tell you you can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas in April to see the Oilers play the Stars. Um... This new West Travel package, and it's getting close to sold out, includes airfare, four nights deluxe hotel, great game ticket, and a reception with yours truly, complete with your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium Tour, an American League baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Visit them at newwesttravel.com. As we head in at 5.57 to the Oilers now, injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to James H. Brown, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. Here's what we can tell you. The Oilers play St. Louis. Guess what? Neither team has a player currently on the injured list. Both teams completely healthy. Derek Ryan, maintenance day-to-day, missed practice. Uh, Blues are starting Bennington tonight at Winnipeg. That game's getting started in about five minutes' time. James Dunn's up next with a global news weather traffic update. Rob Brown, when we return on orders now.